0: Should the Detroit Pistons be prioritizing winning immediately or should they still be prioritizing some development of their youth or should they try to find some kind of combination of both we'll talk about how hard that could possibly be and what they should do in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast You are Locked On Pistons your daily Detroit Pistons podcast part of the Locked On podcast network your team everyday What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms, and if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Later on in today's episode, we'll talk about how deep Should the rotation or how deep will the rotation be for the Detroit Pistons this offseason? It kind of ties into what we're talking about with the opening segment, which is win now versus the youth. And then even later in the podcast, I had a few of you guys asking me, when should the Pistons be, when should we expect the Pistons to be in contention? When should we be expecting them to be in the conference finals? Be one of those type of teams. We'll briefly touch on that later on the podcast too. Um, But the first thing we're going to talk about is, how tough I think it's going to be to decide between having the mindset of when now versus uh, development of your youth, which is something we've obviously talked about a lot. It's something that you're always going to be talking about with a team like this throughout any topic that you are, whether you're talking about an acquisition that's being made, I feel like it kind of ties into just about every topic you can think of really with this team. Um, before we dive any further into that, I do want to say happy 2K Day for all my guys out there that be playing 2K, guys and girls, that be playing 2K out there, especially if you're on that New Zealand, you feel me? You're playing it right now. I got 2K set up over here. I'm ready for it. Um, that's only for my gamers out there. Anyways, all right, so win now versus the youth. So it's going to be interesting because the Pistons signed, obviously, Monty Williams to the most expensive contract any coach has signed at that time this offseason. And Monty comes from a team – in Phoenix, that was just in the NBA Finals. Obviously, they were championship contenders the last three, four years. He's not coming to Detroit to be a part of some, uh, at least I'd assume, he's not coming to Detroit to be a part of some tanking, you know, that that kind of thing. I don't think the Pistons are going to be tanking. I don't think that's an option. But, like, a really bad team. I don't think that's what he came here to to be a part of. Um, I know some people will point to that he went to Phoenix and they weren't very good at the beginning. He helped build what they are now. And maybe that's what he wants to do with Detroit. He wants to help build them. And he's not worried about potentially having a season or two where they're not, you know, great, I guess. Um, but I part I have to say that I think most, I think if I had to put my money on it, he didn't come to Detroit to be a part of a pretty bad team. So they obviously want to win right now. And I think some of their moves back that up with acquiring Joe Harris with acquiring Mo Monty Morris and obviously signing Monty Williams. Um, the problem with that is, and this is it's just why it's such a hard line to walk when you're a team like this, like the Detroit Pistons, at this time of their restore. It's like, when, when do you push aside the development and really push him for winning. And it's a, it's a tight line because you don't want to go in too fast because then that could screw up everything. And you also don't want to go too slow because then that could screw up everything. You have to do it at the exact perfect timing. And I can't say I know the exact answer. I, I mean, the problem that I'm seeing with this is that the Pistons are going to go as far as possible because of their youth. They're not going to go as far as they can because of Joe Harris, because of Boyan Bogdanovich, because of Monty Morris or whatever. They're going to go as far as they possibly can because of their youth. And I know the, the first response I'm going to get is, well, getting those veterans will help, and playing those veterans will help Kay Cunningham. It will help Jalen Duren. It will help Jane Ivey. Um, but I don't think those are the only guys that matter for the Pistons if they want to get to where they want to get to. Um, there's other guys on the team that matter. you got, obviously, Kay, Jane Ivey, Jalen Duren. You have Isaiah Livers. You have, obviously, Asar Thompson. Heck, they gave up stuff for James Wiseman, and they've talked nothing, or at least Troy Weaver has, talked nothing but glowingly about James Wiseman, and the only way he's going to get better is if he plays. Obviously, Isaiah Stewart. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, Alec Burks is one of the veterans on the team, obviously, um, who's going to help. Um, and then you got Marcus Sasser as well. Um. I, some pe- obviously a lot of people don't consider Killian Hayes a part of it anymore, but he's another young guy if he's on the roster still, so obviously. Um, livers, like I mentioned. So there's guys on the team that the only way they're going to get better is by getting reps. And if they're going to be getting reps, some of the veterans aren't going to be playing. So which one do you choose? Do you really go for the win now movement, or do you try to get some young guys in there and try to really develop them? Um, the main example I think that is there to really look at is the backup wing position. You got Joe Harris fighting with really Isaiah Livers and Asar Thompson for minutes um, because Boyan has secured his spot. He's going to be in the starting lineup. So Joe Harris, who is a veteran, who is a proven sniper, who if you were just trying to straight up win right now and you needed spacing, I think you probably go with Joe Harris because he's that proven product, because he's one of the best shooters in the NBA. You go with Joe Harris. But Isaiah Livers is a part of the young court that they really like, and he can shoot too, and he can play some defense. So do you take the slight, you know, downgrade in shooting for a more balanced young player and try to develop and maybe to become a better shooter like Joe Harris? Or do you just go, you know, you want to see the results immediately and you go with Joe Harris? Another option or another part of the rotation that you're really seeing this happen at is at the backup guard spots. You got Monty Morris and Alec Burks. The Pistons drafted uh, Marcus Sasser this past season. I don't see how he's going to fit into the rotation, someone they're very high on. And then obviously, Killing Hayes is still on the roster. I don't know if he's going to be by the time the season starts. But if he is, that's another young guy that you drafted pretty high that doesn't really have a chance to break the rotation either. So do you go with either one of those guys? Do you give either one of those guys a chance to develop and be a part of your rotation moving forward? Which means one of those vets aren't going to play or do you just go with the vets, you play all of them, and now you got multiple rookies, you got multiple, or not multiple rookies, you got one rookie that you drafted in the first round, you got a few other young guys that you drafted pretty high, not playing at all. So I don't know what they're going to do. And also, how deep is your rotation going to be, which is what we're going to talk about in the second segment. Um, but there's a lot of people that want to play, and it depends what the Pistons want to do. It's gonna be it's probably the most interesting part of what I'm gonna be watching for with Monty Williams and how he decides who's going to be playing, how much are they going to be playing, how long certain players' leashes are, are they really just going full on for winning um and, and getting results immediately, or are they still going to have like a long term goal in mind here? Um I don't know which one they're going to do. If it was me. I think you have to try to find a balance of the two, which is ob- it's the obvious answer. you got to try to find a balance of the two at this point. But just saying that and then actually doing it is going to be tough because you got to try and manage personalities, too, in the locker room. you got vets that are, are in their prime still. You're not playing them because you're playing young guys. They're probably not going to be happy with that. I know for a fact that's been some things that's went on over the last few years that some decisions that have been made with the rotation, some decisions that have been made with who plays, who starts, etc., has been done because of personalities in the locker room and even be able to manage personalities. That's something that I feel like a lot of fans maybe don't take into consideration, but coaches absolutely have to take into consideration. I know for a fact it has been taken into consideration in previous years for the Pistons. So, like, how will vets deal with the idea of, hey, I'm not, like, at the end of my career. Why am I not getting as many minutes so this guy who I'm better than can play? Or, you know, and then the opposite way around. You don't want to lose a young guy. You don't want to lose their mental and, and potentially ruin their development, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation to be in. We'll see what they, they decide to do. And it's also possible that guys outside of Cade, Ivy, and Duran who are in the starting lineup, and Stu, just, they, maybe they just don't matter. Maybe they don't matter as much. Maybe Asar Thompson doesn't matter as much this season. They just play him off the bench 20 minutes and he's not given much of a role and they don't really prioritize it that much. Maybe they don't care about anyone really outside of the top four for the time being. Maybe not, not care isn't the right word, but just not as high on the priority list where they're willing to sacrifice that a little bit. Everyone else just doesn't matter as much. Maybe that's the answer and they just care about putting those guys in the best positions and winning with those guys. That could also be the case. So I don't know. We'll see what they do. Let me know what you guys think. What are they going to do? Are they going to go win now? Are they still going to focus on the youth? How do you think they can best balance the two? Let me know all that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. When we come back, how deep do I think the rotation will be for the Detroit Pistons this upcoming season? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And tonight is the opening of the NFL season. The Detroit Lions take on your Detroit Lions take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you think the Detroit Lions can win this game? I don't know. Let me know in the comments section. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed with FanDuel. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the spreads to player props and more. FanDuel is my favorite one to use. I can confirm for you guys that it absolutely is completely easy to use. You get paid instantly, and you can bet on all kinds of things. It's incredibly fun to use. (laughs) I had a lot of fun using it last year. So FanDuel, that's Fanduel's him. FanDuel is the place to be. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review. on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, that's another great way to support the podcast. All right. Let's look at the Detroit Pistons roster as of right now. I was asked this, you know, I went on Twitter and I posted a YouTube short and I've been asking you guys, you know, we're at the dog dog days of the offseason, at the slow dead points of the offseason, not nothing, you know, nothing's happening for the Detroit Pistons right now. They're not doing anything. They didn't, really didn't do anything all offseason to be honest. They didn't they had a very uneventful offseason. I'll say that much. So we're at this point where we're just a few weeks away from training camp. Everything's super quiet, died down. So I asked you guys, what do you guys want to see me talk about? What is it that you guys want to see on the podcast until we get to training camp? You guys want to see me address. And a lot of my listeners, a lot of the everyday listeners, asked me, how deep do you think the rotation's going to be? Who's going to be in the rotation? How many players will they play? Like, I got that question a ton. So I wanted to talk about it. And like I just said in the first segment, it's probably going to be the most interesting part of the Pistons season, especially out the gate in training camp, in preseason, what what's the rotation going to be? Heck, I know we all assume that we know what the starting lineup going to be, but we really don't even know what the starting lineup going to be. But yeah, what is the rotation? And how deep will it go? I'm, I've always been under the assumption that the deepest it will go is 10 guys. You got five starters, five bench players. That's it. That's why I assume it, it will be. However, they could go deeper. They could go 11 deep. They could go 12 deep. It's very hard to do so. I don't think you see very many winning teams that are trying to win. They don't go that deep. They, they usually have a nice 9-man, 10-man rotation. But the Pistons are unique in this aspect. Um, let's just go ahead and assume that their starting lineup is Cade, Ivy, Boyan Bogdanovich, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Darren. That's five right there. Then let's go ahead and just name the backup five that I think it's probably going to be at that point. you got Monty Morris, Alec Burks, Asar Thompson, I think Isaiah Livers, and then Jalen Duran. So that's your 10 right there. Now, of the guys that I did not mention that are out the rotation, you have Marvin Bagley, who they gave a three-year contract to who is definitely going to be fighting for minutes. And I would argue Polly is a better spot at the backup five position than James Wiseman. But I think they're going to give it to James Wiseman because he's younger. They they invested in him, some uh, Sadiq Bey. They think very high highly of him. They're going to give him the reps to try to earn that spot. So I think he's going to eventually get it. But anyways, Marvin Bagley, that's a guy who's getting the minutes, not getting minutes. Joe Harris, a vet who is one of the best shooters in the entire NBA. And probably at this point, if you want to say who could help the team immediately more, I think there's a very good argument for Joe Harris because of how good of a shooter he is and how much they needed spacing. So in this hypothetical of the rotation I have, you got Joe Harris also who isn't playing. you got Marcus Sasser, who the Pistons just drafted at the back end of the first round and they thought very highly of, who's not in the rotation. And then you have Killian Hayes, who was their seventh overall pick a few years ago, who just started a lot of last season. For them, who's not in the rotation as well. So, those four guys now, there's four players there that are not in the rotation that want to be playing. These aren't like a Buddy Boheims. These aren't the Jerry Roden or Jared Rodens. These aren't the two way contract guys where they're just happy to have a roster spot and they're not expecting to play. Like, though, I think there's legit 14 guys on this roster right now that want to play, that believe they should be playing. So, since you're in that situation where you have that many guys that want to play or that, that feel like they should be playing and probably have, I think each guy that is out the rotation has, like a, has a skill that can impact the game and help the team in, in certain areas. Like Each one of them have NBA, an NBA skill that can help. Joe Harris, obviously, spacing the floor. You need some spacing, he's the guy you should go with. Marvin Bagley, I think he's probably better than James Wiseman right now, but he basically brings exactly what James Wiseman does that I think better at this point. Marcus Sasser, spacing, point of attack uh, defense is what he's built to be able to do instantly. So he would be able to bring that. You need some spark plug off the bench. You need some quick scoring. You need some spacing, some guy to lock down at the point of attack. He could help you come in. Killian Hayes, playmaking, tall guard that can switch out on the bigger guys and play defense, that kind of thing. So there's each one of these guys... Has something that can they can bring to the rotation and, and help the team in a, in a specific area, so with that said if since they have that many guys, I could see them saying, You know what? maybe we go eleven deep, maybe we go eleven deep, maybe we go twelve deep and get some of these guys in there in specific situations where we need that skill set if they need you know more defense than than shooting, okay, maybe they do go with Isaiah Lewis over Joe Harris, but maybe Isaiah Livers isn't feeling it in the first half. He's not hitting any threes, and they really need some shooting. Maybe they play Joe Harris in the second half instead of Isaiah Livers. Um, maybe they need some better defense from their backup guard spots, and the backup guards are really getting toasted. They're not you know, holding their end up on the defensive end. Maybe they pull it, put in a Marcus Sasser to try to lock down the point of attack. Maybe they put in a Killian Hayes to play defense for them. Um, Marvin Bagley. Maybe James Wiseman's not getting the reps or using the reps to the utmost ability and improving. Maybe they then sub Wiseman out for Marvin Bagley. Like, I can see all that happening because of how, quote-unquote, deep they are with guys that have skill sets that can help a team that want to be playing. It's just hard to – winning teams, you don't see them with that many guys in the rotation. It's hard to have a rotation that deep and consistently get guys their minutes, which is why you see the good teams only have, like, a nine-man rotation. Some of them do have ten-man rotations, but that's usually as deep as it goes. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of battles going on in training camp. I can't wait to see it. There's going to be some a lot of battles in preseason. Can't wait to see it. Um, could they go 11, 12 deep? I, 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 they could. I could see it possibly. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be probably four guys out of the rotation that want to be in the rotation that aren't happy about being out the rotation, and then we'll see how they handle that. And then obviously – Injuries play a part throughout the season. Guys play through you know, hot, cold stretches. Um, That can change the rotation too. And always having guys at each position that could come in and potentially earn that uh, rotation spot from the other guy and take that over, that's always good to have that type of depth. So we'll see what they do. We'll see if all these players buy into the roles that they're being given, whether it's in the rotation or out the rotation. We'll see how that all goes. Like I mentioned in the first segment, Managing personalities is a, is a big deal. It's, it's, it, not only is it putting the best players on the floor, you can't lose your locker room. You need guys to be bought in. So it, managing those personalities matters as well. So we'll see what they decide to do. It's going to be interesting. Let me know what you guys think the rotation is going to be. How deep do you think the rotation will be for the Detroit Pistons? Let me know all that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. When we come back, we'll briefly talk about what's the timeline for the Detroit Pistons to be in contention. We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, you guys got to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Some of the questions I got as well from you guys over the last few days, something you guys wanted to hear me talk about was, how far are the Pistons from we're, we're done talking about restore, we're done talking about development, we're talking about instead, um, can they make the conference finals? Can they make the finals? What, do they, what pieces do they need to make it over the hump to the conference finals? That kind of thing. When can we talk about the team in that kind of aspect? And the easy answer is, I mean, the easiest answer would be just when Cade's ready. Whenever Cade makes that jump and he's ready to be the leader of that kind of team, that's when you go all in for it. Um, but that's a cop-out answer. If you're talking about, a le- you want a legit time frame. Well, I'd say to look at the ages of their most important players. So Cade's 21. Obviously their most important player. Cade's 21. Jane Ivey also is 21. Um, Jalen Duran, he is 19 years old. You got Asar Thompson, who is 20 years old. Isaiah Stewart, 22 years old. And then whoever else you want to include, and I don't think anyone else is. you guys are going to include, you know. um, I don't think Marcus Sasser is good enough to be, like, in that kind of big core discussion kind of thing. Neither is Isaiah Livers or uh, Wiseman, whatever. So I think that's the main ones you should be looking at, those five. They're all 21, 22, and, heck, Duren's 19. So I'd say probably around where, where they are, I'd say probably when they're, like, around 25, when they're all around 25 years old is when they're probably being contention where, where they will be legit contenders, not just Detroit fans saying, hey, this could be our year. They could really take the jump. I'm talking like where not just Pistons fans, but national media is like, hey, this team's coming. This could be the year. Like this team's here. Their guys are reaching their peak form. They have a nice squad. This could be the year. I'd say around when Cade's 25, Ivy's 25, Stu's around 25, or not, Livers. Asar uh, Thompson will be around twenty four, twenty five years old, and by that time, they're twenty five, twenty four. Darren will only be twenty two, twenty three. So, they won't be anywhere near their peak yet. I think that will be when there's the soonest they'll be entering contention years. Now, that could also change. This you know, depending on type of moves they make. Like if they go out and sign some big superstar somehow or some star to play with them, that could change it. If they make some big trade for a superstar, then yeah, that could change it. But if we're talking about just with the core guys that they have right now, because you can't I, I can't predict what star they're going to get. If they're going to get a star, you know, I, I can't predict that. Who knows what's going to happen. But if you're talking about around the guys that they have right now, when did you expect them to be in contention? I'd say probably like twenty twenty twenty-six, twenty twenty-five, twenty twenty six season. So the twenty twenty three, twenty-four season, twenty-four, twenty-five season. And then maybe the 25-26 season at the earliest. Maybe I think that would be the earliest. Um, so that's three years from now. Or not three years, but three seasons from now um, is where I think the Pistons, you'll start to see them in, like, contention for real. Um, I know people probably don't want to hear that. Three years seem very, very far away. It is pretty far away. Three years from now, I'll be 28 years old, which is – I'm, I'm I'm getting up there. That's, let's not talk about that. But anyway – yeah, three years from now, I know it's not the best thing people want to hear. They want to see it happen quicker. But these things take take time. And, you know, unless, you know, it, it could it could be earlier if Cade and Ivy and Asar and Durin all start to hit their prime earlier than most players do. If that happens, heck, maybe it could happen two years from now. But it's not going to happen this year. I don't think it's going to happen next year. Um, I think they're at least at least three seasons away. I think they're at least three seasons away. Depending on obvious moves they could make to bring in, like, guys to help. But that's what I think. Um, what do you guys think? When is the earliest you could see the Pistons being considered contenders in the Eastern Conference? Let me know in the comment section down below. And what do you guys think it hinges on? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at KukaHill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. And my gamers out there, enjoy the new 2K. I'm about to get into the builder right now. Until next time, see you guys later. Peace out.